So we've probably all been there in that we have just so little time to ride on our horses that it just becomes a challenge to actually do anything productive in the small amount of time we have. And guys, we are here to try and help you ease that problem a wee little bit. Hi there guys, my name is Lorna and I'd like to welcome you to Daily Strides where we create these audio horse riding lessons that you can download and you can listen to as you ride your horse. As I just said, we do try and keep things short, sweet and to the point, uh, 12 minutes long each lesson. And then the lessons can either be used as standalone lessons or they can all slot together to give you a one hour riding lesson each week, uh, depending on how much time you have. Because I know in this day and age and with our busy lifestyles and that of family and friends and trying to fit everything in, well, time for our horse tends to sometimes get thrown to the back end. And this is, I suppose, an alternative to lunging or to just not riding at all, okay? As I said, we do five of these every week and you can learn more about that over at stridesforsuccess.com and you can also visit there and sign up for the three of the most popular lessons from last year, which was a series we've done on riding in smaller spaces Um, and I think it being winter right now in the top half of the world, a lot of people are struggling with that particular problem themselves. But guys, enough about that. What I do want to say is that do you have your horse tacked up? Are you ready to go? And if so, well, let's go. Today, guys, I want to talk about something that actually I was I saw in the arena just yesterday. Um, there was a person there riding a horse. The horse was just coming back into work. She had been off for a while um, and he was on her. And what he was struggling with was the fact that when he was asking for more, can we say more? Okay, it's one of those words like stuff um, or thing. Uh, but more, when he was asking her, what was happening was she was running on instead of actually well, I suppose giving him more. And she ended up resembling a bit of an arrow, actually. She was like aiming towards the ground. So um, what I want to talk about today is that problem, because I think a lot of people have the problem. And often when we are in that situation, when time is of the essence, it can be a real tough one to try and figure out. And in fact, the more we kind of stress ourselves out to try and figure it out, the worse and worse and worse the situation gets. So what I want you to do is I want you to begin by walking. Now, the whole thing about asking for more more and getting that connection with your horse is that you have to be very very concise and very specific about what you're asking about when you're asking and also about how obedient your horse is in its response okay and I don't mean like you know you you don't want to make things very boring but at the end of the day when you ask something your horse must actually respond to you okay that's kind of a basic so as we're walking there guys I want you just to be aware that your horse is moving forward he's moving off your leg you've got it going nicely and what we're going to do is we're going to use some transitions to try and connect this up so as we can then eventually get some longer periods of work without having that running motion and your horse turning into the arrow okay we don't want the arrow okay so as you're walking there I want you to prepare to hold now what's going to happen here and what's really really important and I think the part that a lot of people miss with this whole trying to do this is their lower leg is not on and not only that they think okay but I'm stopping now but you know all the time what I want you to imagine is if you can imagine your horse's back end, we want his back, and by his back end, I mean the hindquarters. We want that to come underneath him more, so as his front end 
can come up more okay of course when your horse is running and when he resembles the arrow what's happening is the back end tends to kind of drag out behind him and the front end tends to get very low and arrow like into the ground imagine the camels racing there in the desert okay and your horse begins to resemble something like that we don't want that we don't want a camel okay so what you're going to do is as you ask for the halt there i want you to be very aware that you're using your lower leg to get your horse's back end to step up under him so as he's halting square okay once you've got your halt, I want you to walk on again. I want you to really now, remember I said your horse has to be responsive. He has to listen. When you ask, he must respond. So we're going to ask for the walk, and straight away he should just go into that walk for you. Get the walk moving forward. Super. And once again, we're going to ask for the halt again. Now, the next thing, so we, you have your lower leg problem sorted out. I also want you to be aware of what your hands are doing. And often we have a little bit of a tendency either to lift our hands too high but very often, when our horse is turning into the running arrow, we end up actually almost straightening our elbows and putting our hands slightly too low. I want you to keep your hands in front of your belly button, about belly button height, okay? Now, I know this sounds really strange, um, but it's something that is quite, you, we all know where our belly button is, okay? So I want you to just keep them there nicely in front of your belly button and just be aware that that's where they are. And of course, using more your body and then your leg, of course, to get him to step up. And then your hands are just the kind of final piece of that puzzle to ask for that nice halt, okay? So once you've got him halted, we're going to once again ask him to walk on. Again, we are paying particular attention to the responsiveness. And also that when you ask him to walk on, you are in fact allowing him to walk on, okay? You don't have the handbrake on, okay? We don't want that. Uh, so you want to allow him to walk on. And when we're ready, we're going to go forward to trot. Now, again, I need this nice, clean transition from the walk into the trot. It must be responsive, it must be just go and into trot, super, and you can post the trot. And I want you just to be aware now of what is happening as you trot. Now, first of all, a lot of us are almost afraid. Okay, maybe afraid isn't the right word, but we certainly don't ask for an active trot because we're a little bit worried about what might happen. And we'll rather stay in this very slow, higgledy-piggledy, going nowhere, slowly sort of a gait in the trot, um, as opposed to actually asking for some forward momentum to happen there so as we can begin to capture and contain that in front, okay? Don't. You must get your horse to go forward first before you can then begin to actually work. You have to have something to work with, okay? And I want you to imagine it, for those of you who drive, you have the, the biting point. Well, that was what my mom told me it was called anyway, when you're learning to drive your car. And it's basically that balance between the clutch and the accelerator, the gas pedal, okay? And it is where you can basically stop the car on a hill if you were doing a hill start um, without revving it up lots, but you're just balancing it using your clutch and your accelerator. And that is the kind of the same thing you're looking for now as you're trotting there. So when we're ready, I want you to come back down to walk. I want you to sit up nice and tall, again, paying attention that your lower leg and also your hands are in the correct position, that you're asking for the correct thing, okay? That you are not giving your horse any excuse or any reason to, to not do what you're asking for. So ask for that, good. And as you walk there, just again, make sure that the walk is moving forward. You're using your leg, you're pushing your horse on. And this time we're going to go forward to trot, but we're only going to trot five strides. Now, what's important here is 
I don't want a really dead five strides. I want five strides that are active, that are going somewhere, but also that when you come back to walk, your horse's front end, remember I mentioned earlier, we want the back end to come under him a little bit more so the front end lifts up a little bit more. I want you to try and keep that picture in your mind as you go to this downward transition. So from after your five strides, of course, at about stride number three, you'll begin to plan that downward transition. But I want you to keep the picture in mind that you're beginning to, to really get his back end under him, okay? So let's ask for the trot. Two, three, four, five, and back to walk. Okay, very good. Now, remember the walk must be going forward. You have to be moving there all the time. And then once again, we're going to go into the trot again for five strides. So let's go and trot. Two, three, four, five, and back into your walk. Very good. Okay, now I want you to pay special attention again. While we're trying to do this, it can often be that we are beginning to, uh, well, your horse might be beginning to anticipate a little bit, particularly if it's a little bit hot, um, and you might be getting a little bit oh, frustrated, <laughs> and bad habits are beginning to come in. So keep your eye on, well, I suppose your mind all the time on the fact that you have to be riding correctly and you have to have your seat correctly and your, your whole body, your position correct in order to be able to actually correctly influence your horse to ask for the right thing. Okay, guys, we're going to go forward to trot again, but this time we're going to go for a slightly longer spell in that we're going to ask for 10 strides. Now, again, I want you to push the trot. I want the trot to go forward, but I want you to all the while be trying to get that balance. Remember we spoke about the balance between the clutch and the accelerator. Yes, you're going to try and get that balance. I suppose people who don't drive are going, what are you speaking about, okay? It is basically that you're creating enough energy with your leg, but not too much that your horse is getting ahead of you, okay? And all the while you are lifting, you're using your body and your, your leg then as well, and also your hand to keep that contained and to lift it up, almost like you're trying to elevate the front end so the back end can come under it, like I keep saying, okay? So let's ask for the trot, let's ask for 10 strides and forward to trot. Good, now I want you all the time pushing that trot forward. You want the trot to be moving, but all the while capturing it and containing it. And when you're ready, you're going to come back to walk. Now I want a good transition, lower leg underneath you, sit up and allow your horse into the walk and get the walk going. Let's move this walk along, okay? Using your leg. That's it. Ask your horse for something else. Good. Now, when we're ready, we're going to go forward to trot again. So into trot. Good. Now, get the trot going. We're going to stay in trot this time. So all the while you're doing these little mini checks, you're picturing the, 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 the picture you have in your head is that your horse's back end's coming under him. His front end is lifting up. If he begins to run, okay, and what I mean by running is that out of control trot where he's actually not working and he, has, he is beginning to resemble the arrow. His head is starting to go into the ground. Camels, okay? We don't want the camels. So if that is happening, you're going to just balance it back up. If it means doing more transitions back into the walk and even into the halt, you have to do that, okay? But you have to keep balancing it. You cannot allow him to get heavy. And the thing is, remember what I mentioned also, if he is beginning to get heavy, often our reaction as riders is to stick our lower leg in front of us, to straighten our arms a wee bit, and to begin hauling. 
The thing is, once you begin hauling or pulling, he is going to begin pulling against you. And the problem is he begins pulling down and it becomes this horrible, vicious cycle where it is just not enjoyable to ride the horse at all. And we don't want that for you guys, okay? So just make sure that you're all the time thinking of lightness. You're thinking, and I think what's also important is that your body, you're, you're lifting up through your body, particularly the, your midsection, your waist, that you're carrying yourself through there. And again, carrying your hands. You're not allowing your elbows to become straight. You're keeping your elbows at a nice bend and then all the while creating that energy guys when you're ready we're going to come back to walk i want you to sit up nice and tall you can bring your horse all the way back into walk and again a good walk not a collapse okay keep him walking super and we're going to leave it at that tomorrow we're going to be chatting about a couple of more exercises we're actually going to get into a few exercises and routines you can do for more control and connection um I think it can be used for horses that maybe are rushing, but also for horses that tend to get a wee bit heavy in your hands. So we're going to be doing that tomorrow. Wednesday, as always, is jump day. And this week I want to cover um, horses that are rushing a little bit, a few exercises you can do, and also maybe why they're rushing a wee bit. Thursday, I want to chat about how to get the most from any clinics that you're attending. Often we attain these types of clinics and... Well, it seems to go in one ear and out the other. So we want to chat about that on Thursday. And then on Friday, something that I received an email during the week. Ah, absolutely made my day. But that one horse, that horse, that special horse. We want to talk about that on Friday. Guys, if you're interested in listening to the rest of these, you can pop on over to www.stridesforsuccess.com. And you can sign up there for the 30-day trial. It is there. You get everything inside the trial. You can even get on a call and we can chat a little bit about you and your horse and your riding issues. But yeah, the trial is there. And remember, you can also pop over and you can get the, the three lessons, the popular lessons we had last year about riding in smaller spaces. They're free. They're on the website. Go over, get them. We'll deliver it to your inbox and you can listen to them on your phone or your iPod or whatever you have the next time you ride. Guys, have a super one and I will see you all tomorrow. Bye-bye. Thank you.